Welcome into Opportunity Detroit, brought to you by Rocket Mortgage. On today's show, we'll learn about the Motor City Match Program, and we'll meet the owner of Neighborhood Grocery, one of the recipients of the Match Program. The Detroit Youth Choir continues to sing and dance their way to stardom, and Mark Hollis has an interesting conversation with the head of the parade company. A great show about what's happening in the D, coming up right after these messages. Welcome into Opportunity Detroit, brought to you by Rocket Mortgage. I'm Ann Thomas, and in this first segment of Opportunity Detroit, we are talking about the Motor City Match Awards. And Drew Luco, Motor City Match Program Director, is here. Drew, welcome to the show. Thanks for being on. And tell us a little bit about these incredible awards. Uh, well, thanks for having us, Ann. Um, so Motor City Match is a program that began in 2016. Uh, we aim to meet Detroit entrepreneurs at all stages of development. So in addition to offering grants for up to $100,000 through our cash award track, uh, we also offer business planning assistance uh, through our business plan track, uh, site selection assistance through our develop track, um, the ability to work with a team of architecture and design professionals through our design track, uh, and then, of course, cash grants for new businesses. So um, program started with four tracks for new businesses, and we have also uh, expanded to include what we call the Restore Track, which used to be a separate program that we've integrated uh, with grants for existing businesses that have been open in a brick-and-mortar space for one year or more. So uh, our goal is to help Detroit entrepreneurs wherever they are at to meet them uh, where they have a need and hopefully uh, connect them to resources and when possible offer grants to fill a funding gap that they may have. Drew Luco, tell us a little bit about this year's grants, what you gave out, how much you gave out, and some of the businesses that are getting this money. Absolutely. So, uh, this is we are we just completed the 21st round of the program um so in round 21 we we offered uh, or we awarded i should say one million dollars in grants to new businesses and about three hundred thousand dollars in grants uh to existing businesses so um that money uh has increased uh in comparison to uh, where the program was about two years ago, thanks to uh, some funding from the Department of Treasury through the City of Detroit and the ARPA program. So we're very, very grateful to City Council and to the Mayor's Office for um, getting the money to expand the program. So uh, $1.3 million this round. Uh, we will be offering about the same uh, next round for round 22. Um, and that money has gone to uh, a whole host of different businesses. Uh, Raphael is here from Neighborhood Grocery, uh, which is a grocery store based in Jefferson Chalmers. Um, I'll let him talk more about that. But we have everything from uh, cafes to uh, adult daycare centers, um, wide variety of businesses, and uh, uh, attempting to meet uh, the wide variety of needs that uh, Detroit Detroit neighborhoods have. Raphael Wright, owner of Neighborhood Grocery, thank you, too, for being with us today. Tell us what this grant means to you as a small business owner. Uh, thanks for having me. Um, this grant, it, it signifies, one, the, um, the, the end. 
you know, of the, I don't know if it's the, the fun part, um, which is getting everything started. Um, I guess the, but the real fun part starts when you actually open your business. But um, it, to me, it, it, it's a single for the end, you know, a lot of the hard work and sacrifices and um, things that you, you as an entrepreneur endure to, to open up a business. It, it, it's showing that we're, you know, approaching the end if you are at this stage. Um, but it's also, it, it for me, it, it shows the, the the dedication of the city, the government, and the organizations associated with um, how much or how far they're willing to go to help small businesses. So it it it, it gives hope that um, I have a chance in, in, this, in this city. Absolutely. Tell us about Neighborhood Grocery. Where are you located? What is your store like, Raphael Wright? Um, I'm on the east side of Detroit in District 4, Jefferson Chalmers. Um, this is a community-partnered small format grocery store um, that will be opening uh, sometime in the summer. Uh, what it's like uh, in my head, visually, it is a store that represents the neighborhood that I'm uh, operating in. Um, it's a store that's inclusive. It's a store that cares. So um, having, again, help from uh, the Motor City Match program and all the parties that is aligned with Motor City Match, uh, it, it's, a, it's a business of hope, too. I, I know that I have help in uh, providing the, not only just food, but, you know, wraparound services to my neighbors. It sounds kind of like a New York-style grocery store, you know, where it's kind of embedded in the neighborhood. Is that the vision that you have? Uh, I don't know. I'm not from New York, never been. Uh, it, it, I would say it's one of the new Detroit stores. Uh, it's, embedded, <laughs> it's definitely embedded in the neighborhood. and It's um, not on the main street. It uh, has a very unique um, very unique location. It's drivable, walkable, bikeable, deliverable. We can go out to people. Um, so it, it does have a special, unique position in the neighborhood. But if it was on Main Street, it would probably present the same. Um, if it was bigger, it would present the same. Um, but in all, it's just inclusive. So I would um, liken it to the, a new Detroit-style store. And residents will be able to get, you know, whatever they need at this store so they don't have to go to a big box store. Is that correct? That is the hope and goal, absolutely. Um, you know, being able to shop for your essentials in a close proximity, um, things like that tend to uh, prove more um, beneficial to economic growth and development than just cheap products, and, uh, you know, low-priced products, um, being able to build locally, uh, creates a whole different type of ripple effect um, for the community. So being able to provide everything that one needs uh, without having to drive far away um, is definitely the goal. That's wonderful. And Drew Luco, as the program director for Motor City Match, this must make you feel great to hear Raphael Wright talk about his dream for Detroit. Yeah, absolutely. Um this project in particular, Raphael and I started working together uh, probably about six years ago. Um, when I first started working at Motor City Matches, when I met Raphael, so uh, you know, personally for me to see to play a small part in in this story is very uh, personally gratifying. But I, I also think that what it demonstrates is the 
commitment and the tenacity uh, that entrepreneurs in Detroit have, and also um, how hard this really is. You know, Raphael uh, and I, we, we looked at stores all over the city, uh, like I said, six years ago, and, and I know that he has he has gone through ups and downs, but his commitment to this project and his commitment to the community and to providing um, you know, a healthy grocery store that really takes into account um, the good of the people um, that he's serving, uh, that's something that's been unflagging. And in spite of the, the obstacles that he's faced, um, he's, he's coming into the home stretch here. And so, you know, Motor City Match is here um, to help out and to connect to resources. Um, but I, I, I do want to emphasize that really in the end what has uh, driven this project and drives all of these projects is just the remarkable commitment of the entrepreneurs in the city of Detroit. And so, like I said, we are always honored to play a small part and we will always help in any way we can. Um, But it is absolutely incredible uh, the way that uh, Detroiters come out, come together, um, and are really uh, committed to making the places they live better places. And I think Raphael is a really great example of that. Oh, I think you're absolutely right, Drew. Now, how can a small business either apply for a match, a new small business, or a current business apply for some of this money? How do they go about doing that? I'm glad you asked, because our current round of open applications, uh, round 23, will remain open until 11.59 p.m. on Sunday, April 2nd. So uh, you can apply by going to MotorCityMatch.com to learn about the program first. Uh, Right on the front page, you can click on a link that will take you to our application platform. Um, And if you want to go directly to the applications, the web address is uh, apply.MotorCityMatch.com slash submit. Um, but I would encourage you first to go to MotorCityMatch.com to learn a little bit about the program. Uh, we will also be holding um, public information sessions throughout the month. You can check our website, uh, any of our social media, Facebook, Instagram, just search for Motor City Match, uh, where we will have links to sign up for those info sessions and also, again, links to uh, the website, the application page to get more information. And I would think that the information sessions are probably very helpful because you may have some small business owners who aren't sure how to go about doing this or whether or not they even qualify for the money. So you could probably guide them into what they do need to do to be successful, Drew. Yes, absolutely. And I will say, too, you know, the program does ask a lot in the application page. Uh, Rafael can attest to that as well. He's, he's a veteran of he made Motor it. City Match applications, but yeah, it, also applications for all sorts of programs. And so it is very important to go to the information sessions. And I, I would emphasize that, um, you know, all the information that we ask for is so that we can make uh, an accurate assessment of where your business is at and what your business needs are. Um, and I would also just encourage people to um, you know, apply more than once if it doesn't work the first time. Uh, most businesses apply more than once. There are always far more applications and awards that we're able to offer. Um, and there are also lots of other great organizations in Detroit working with small businesses. And we can always connect people to other organizations if they're not a fit with us. But uh, applications are open. will remain open until April 2nd. 
Um, and so we, we would certainly encourage people to check our website, our social media channels, uh, and attend uh, info sessions and, and hopefully apply to the program if it's a fit for them. Drew Luco, Motor City Match Program Director and Raphael Wright, owner of Neighborhood Grocery. Thank you for your time today and all the best to both of you. You're doing great work in the city of Detroit, and we really appreciate it. Thanks for having us, Ann. You are listening to Opportunity Detroit. We'll be back right after this. You are listening to Opportunity Detroit, and Anthony White, director of the Detroit Youth Choir, is on the line. Anthony, thank you for joining us today. I just love this story about the Detroit Youth Choir. Well, thank you so much, Ann. Thank you for having me. And uh, it's always a delight, you know, to be on your show. Tell our listeners a little bit about the Detroit Youth Choir, Anthony White. Well, the Detroit Youth Choir is a nonprofit youth organization uh, right here in the the heart of the city of Detroit um, that encourages and promotes young talent and what people don't understand is that we're more than a choir so um not only do you have uh our three-tiered choir system you also have a theater company and the dance company and the college readiness program so uh the detroit youth choir is like the full um the full uh youth program uh, that anyone can ever ask for, and and we're we're just a hidden gem in the city of Detroit. Oh, absolutely! Now, how many? <laughs> it's so true. How many kids mm-hmm. are in the youth choir at this time, Anthony White? Well, at this time, uh, we have a little over a hundred young people. I, I think oh. we're around one twenty-five, and um, it sounds like a lot, but actually, I I want more. Uh, we're always looking for young people to 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 share this uh, great experience. I mean, these kids get to travel, they get to um, sing, perform, and and meet different people all over the state of Michigan and all over the country. Um, we have not yet uh, been able to travel to um, to the UK and Africa and different places that we want to go. But uh, these young people, they, they've seen their share of different uh, people and personalities. So <laughs> they're well-rounded. <laughs> now, do they have to try out to get into this youth choir? How does the whole process work? Okay, so we do uh, two uh, auditions yearly. And we do one, uh, I want to say, after Christmas. And we do another one before school starts in the fall. And in these auditions, um, all we're asking is if they send in a video uh, audition first so we can get to see the young person. And then uh, if we like, if we love the video, we'll send them an email and we'll say, come on in. You know, we want you to uh, be a part of our organization and we want to see you audition in person so we can give them the rundown on what our organization is all about. And the Detroit Youth Choir is a very complex organization because um, we only meet a few days a week, uh, but it requires a lot of commitment. Now, what are the ages for the Detroit Youth Choir? 
Well, we started eight years old, and we go to 18. So if you're a senior in high school and you want to audition for DYC, I don't think we'll take them because that means we only have a year with you. But if you're a, you know, a freshman or, you know, a, a sophomore or junior, you know, we'll take you because that at least that gives you a little leg room sure, <laughs> as, right. a, as a performer because we used to take seniors. But then when a senior come in, they only have really nine months to really uh, get the full DYC experience. But, you know, right now we have our tier system set up by uh, ability and talent. So that's how we kind of move our kids forward. So talk a little bit more about the three-tier youth system. How does it work? What does it look like? Well, first we have the limelight. Uh, We have the limelight choir, which that's our younger, uh, our younger students. That's that's kind of inexperienced with doing uh, stage shows and performing in front of people. So that's kind of like our training choir. And then we have our center stage choir, which is our a uh, little bit more experienced young people. But they kind of rusty. They need a little bit of help. Um, they they need they need a little bit of hand holding, uh, you know, to get them to where they need to be. And then we have the primetime choir. Um, those those are the young people that everybody see on America's Got Talent, uh, the news, and different things like that uh, at at the uh, Pistons and Lions games and the Tigers game. You know, sure. that's where they that's where they see primetime. So they're the professional side of the Detroit Youth Choir. So when people see primetime, they see our professional young people and then they go on to uh, majoring in performing arts and different things in college so we encourage uh, we encourage professionalism at the Detroit Youth Choir so let's say you have an eight-year-old who is interested Mm -hmm. in singing and dancing and you decide they're pretty good do you start them in the limelight or do you put them in one of these three choirs depending on where they are with regard to their ability and experience. Well, let's put it like this: um, if if I if I get an eight year old and they are dynamite, I mean they can blow the they can sing the uh, <laughs> the the doors off the uh, the hinges, right? Right, right. Um, I'll put I'll you know evaluate them and they they'll go into limelight for a year just to get their feet wet. Sure. And then I'll put them into center stage. And if you go into center stage, um, some kids come in and go straight to center stage because they're they're pretty good uh, artists when they come in. But if you kind of rusty and you need a little bit of grooming, um, Limelight is the choir for them. And uh, we've been using this tier system for the last, uh, I want to say, three years, and it's been working. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. You know, you talk about how the Detroit Youth Choir is so much more than a choir. Can you elaborate on that, Anthony White, just about the many, many advantages that these kids are getting by singing in this choir and dancing? Yes. Yes. And, uh, you know, and I want to really stress that. that that element about that our choir is more than a choir. We are a family as well. Uh, a lot of people, 
a lot of people ask, like, what do you mean a family? That means that we, we laugh together, we cry together, uh, we grow together. And that's what the Detroit Youth Choir is. Now, within that, we have the dance company, we have the theater company, and we have a choir. We have the um, we have a program uh, that's geared towards graduation called uh, DYC College Readiness Program. Wow. It's led by uh, our program director, Daniel Valentine. And he's also uh, an alumni of the choir. So uh, we have a lot of alumni and things coming back to kind of nurture our kids. And that's also a part of our program. And uh, we we definitely uh, are education-focused. So you must have a 2.5 or higher to perform in the Detroit Youth Choir. And, you know, it's kind of hard for kids to get that 2.5. But we uh, we work with them and we get them resources to uh, achieve that goal. So when people say, "Oh, you're just a youth choir," no, we mm-hmm. we're education. We are a family. We are um, college readiness. We're also a very heavy exposure-driven organization. So you might see us on channel two, four, seven, and sixty-two any day of the week. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So that's that's pretty that's pretty much what we do at the Detroit Youth Choir, and we have an excellent staff that that helps me, um, you know, cultivate the the culture in our organization as well. And you know, you've got a really big event coming up on March 19th at Orchestra Hall at 5 p.m. Yes. Tell us yes. a little bit about this this event that's that's coming up in mid March. Well. I really want uh, the the entire state of Michigan to come out and support uh, this concert because this is an opportunity to see the Detroit Youth Choir primetime choir in person. And a lot of people only seen us do our thing on TV and things like that, but you get to see us live. I mean, this is this is like one of our biggest fundraisers of the year. We are having a Broadway star uh, be, uh, to, to be featured on our concert. Her name is LaShawn, and she actually won a Tony Award. Oh, that's awesome. And I want people to come and hear her sing as well. Absolutely. So this is going to be a big-time concert March 19th at Orchestra Hall, 5 p.m. And we have tickets available uh, on our website if you go to uh, DetroitYouthChoir.org. Uh, you will see um, a link that will lead you to our ticket, uh, our ticket sales. And, and the thing about it, we have three tier. We have a three tier ticket system. <laughs> we have we have the thirty five dollar ticket. We have the seventy five dollar ticket, and we also have a hundred dollar VIP ticket. And that ticket, it uh, give gives you admission. Uh, into our Friends of DYC program, where you will become an honorary member of the choir, and you will be able to donate to us, uh, you know, on a monthly basis as well. So, I mean, DYC have a lot of surprises up the sleeve. <laughs> it sure sounds like it. Anthony White, yes. director of the Detroit Youth Choir, thank you for your time today, and all the thank best on, on helping these uh, young choir members be successful both in life 
and wow. also with their singing and dancing careers. You're just doing amazing work, and I applaud you. Anthony White, thank you for the time and all the best. I appreciate you. You are listening to Opportunity Detroit. We'll be back right after this. You are listening to Opportunity Detroit. We have a great show on Sunday morning here at WJR from 8 to 10 a.m. called JR Sunday with Mark Hollis. Mark is the chief operating officer of Rocket Mortgage, and he recently checked in with Tony Michaels, the president and CEO of the Parade Company. Well, I tell you, I, I enjoy what I do. And, uh, and Mark, look, when you talk about the parade itself, um, it is just the magical moment in our city, our region, and our state. Uh, sure, we had great weather this year, but uh, there were well over a million people lining Woodward. Uh, just on television, we did a 25-household rating on WDIV, which does an amazing job. Uh, the heart and soul of the people, I, I, it's hard to explain. And then the sponsors, like Gardner White, signing up as presenting sponsor through 2031. Uh, Rocket Mortgage, now the exclusive. Thank you, Mark Hollis and Dan Gilbert and Jay Farner and all, uh, exclusive in the uh, um, mortgage sector. Um, Blue Cross Blue Shield and Health Plan and so on. And uh, We're just very fortunate that everybody really kind of gathers up and understands what this means to kids, families, and the other things that we do. We're just very fortunate. We really are, Mark. No, it's remarkable what your your community partners uh, provide. I'd like to take you back uh, to 2009 when you came into this role, when you came into the parade company. And, you know, you, you need to close your eyes and take yourself back to where Detroit was in 2009. Of course, Kwame Kilpatrick was resigning as the mayor of Detroit. Chrysler and, and GM were both declaring bankruptcy. Um, it was some pretty tough times. And Tony Michaels jumps in with both feet. Uh, to deliver what's what I've always argued is the are, are the two events that really gather Detroit residents, all Detroit residents, um, in just a spectacular way. What were you thinking in two thousand nine? Um, I maybe I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, seriously. Um, so in the end of two thousand eight, my run um, as CEO of Elias Brothers came to an end, um, and. Uh, you know, here I was all of a sudden, I was on the board of the parade company, and I remember Sandy Pierce and Matt Cullen and others, you know, said, you know, would you think about this, and would you go through this process? And and then Matt called me, and Sandy called me and said, hey, you know, why don't you do this? And so somehow I ended up doing this, but it, it, was, not, it was not in great shape. Think about it. 2008, 2009, everything was crumbling across our country. Uh, not just in Detroit. There were problems. Right. People were right. losing jobs. Walking into the parade company, there wasn't a lot of cash. There was a team that had their heads down. Um, and I just said, guys, you know, let's take this beloved brand and bring it to life. And let's start from the inside and then take it to the outside. And so that's what we did. We built up a better organization. And, um, and that led to more sponsorship bigger, bigger floats, bigger everything to make this right for Detroit. So here we are in 2023. The parade company is doing very well thanks to this team, thanks to, and I can't mention our sponsors and partners enough, thanks to Mayor Duggan, uh, Police Chief White, and the the previous police chiefs. Um, We've been able to take this brand and put it in the right position. Um, 
you know, for our city and for our people. And that means, that means everything. So what was I thinking? I was thinking this thing is downtrodden and it belongs to be on a, on a stage in this city to all the people. And let's get this done. That's all I was thinking, Mark. That was it. it. We need As to you mentioned, your, your, your corporate partners, you know, I think more of uh, individuals that are part of that. Rachel Tronstein Stewart, uh, Dan Lepp, yeah. Jay Farner, uh, Art yeah. Van, uh, individuals that really it's more than the financial support that's provided to make these events accessible to to all of our residents. It's the people that really care and the leadership of all those groups and many more. Um, talk about those relationships that, that are maybe away from the event, but that you have 365. Oh, I'll tell you, um, these relationships are, they mean the world to me. They mean the world to the parade company uh, and so many other things in Detroit. But you take a, a Dan Lepp and, and Rachel Stewart, oh, my God, you know, I was just there for two hours with her and her mother the other day talking about so many things. Um, you know, and Sandy Pierce, and it just it, Bob Riney, and and, yeah, and Jay, and you guys, and Dan, it, it just goes on and on and on. The, everybody cares, and and that is the secret, in my mind, to success. You know, I've always been taught through my career and by the Elias brothers that you win with heart, and heart is always there. It doesn't go away. People have heartfelt feelings towards other people and the things that they're supporting and a part of. And that is very, very big. It really is. So we have people with heart, and these relationships are amazing. And not to mention, Mark, our media relationships. I mean, with Paul W. on the air and, you know, Steve Finitari and the whole group at WJR and what they do for our group and WDIV, you know. Bob um, Ellis. Bob yeah, Ellis. You're a good yeah, friend, Bob I mean, Ellis. My God. Yeah, and Marla before him and, and the, the talent. and. You know, from Devin and everybody there, they care. I mean, they absolutely care. I'll give you a great example. Bob and I right now are talking about a four-year extension to the deal with WDIV. Every person on his team wants to know where we're at, and, of course, we're coming to an agreement. It's going to be great. But they, are, they want this to continue forever. But that's, that's the whole relationship thing. And the friendships and and the other part is never letting I, I it's just how I live and how all of that group lives. You don't let others down. You know, you just you're always there doing what's good for our city and for the people in our city in order to, to enjoy everything. You know, and you know this, Mark, you know those relationships. I mean, we started what, forty years ago? <laughs> uh, it's bizarre, but you and I have known each other for a long time and that relationship never ended. And that's, well, friends, that's a great Friends thing. for decades, yeah. It's friends for decades and relationships, and it's what you can do. There's another individual that's a mentor of both you and I and Roger Penske. I know he's inspired you since you were 15 years old. Oh, no question. We did the concessions not only at the Silver Dome, but at Michigan Speedway the day that Roger bought it. So I was a kid in the summertime. Man, you watch Roger as a 15-year-old kid. I, you know, it was incredible because he, there he is in a golf cart or scooter and he's checking everything out and everything's got to be Penske sized. That's the way I always say it. And when I came to the parade company, I said, we've got to make this like Roger Penske size. And everyone's looking at me like, what? And I said, perfection. 
We don't have the greatest assets, but we've got to go for perfection with everything that we do. We're with Tony Michaels, President, CEO, and Executive Director of the Parade Company. Um, we, t- we touched a little bit on the Thanksgiving Day Parade. Um, one other event that's around that weekend that I, I just want to at least touch base on, because it's one that I look forward to every year, is the Hobnobble Gobble that takes place over at Ford Field. It's like a little carnival um, in the middle of, of the holiday season that just brings energy, a black tie event, but has all the energy that takes you back to being a kid. Well, Mark, I'll tell you, we, we love putting it on. It is a massive undertaking, 20 200, 2300 people, black tie rides, entertainment helps fund everything that we do. And then there's Ford Motor Company, of course, it's presented by Ford. And think about what they do, the Ford fireworks and so many other things afloat in the parade, the official vehicle. Uh, Bill Ford has been there for this parade forever. Mary Culler, you know, the president of the Ford Fund. Uh, we're just fortunate. I said that in the last segment. I can go on about all these wonderful people. Just amazing. Yeah, very, Mary Color gives so much, you know, in Corktown, Fort Ford, across across our state and country. Jim Farley, uh, of course, the yeah. president mm-hmm. who is is so engaged. Uh, talk about yeah. the Ford fireworks a little bit. It's you've had to pivot so many times. I look back to when you first started, and the city had a difficult challenge in trying to fund everything, and you found a solution with the Detroit fireworks. You've had to find solutions throughout the pandemic and recovering back to. Mm-hmm down to the core and, and over the river where folks both in Windsor and, and Detroit can just enjoy uh, that money. Yeah. Well, we really did. And, you know, we persevered, but we had to do things right. And Mayor Duggan and I had a lot of discussions, along with uh, Denise Fair, head of the health department in Detroit. Um, those were some tough times during the pandemic, but we felt that we had to bring the show because these are traditions. We had to bring them to the people. And we figured it out in Lake St. Clair, thanks to Mark Hackle. Um, but thanks to Ford. Ford was there for us the whole way, along with WDIV. So think about that. You know, we're going to put on a virtual fireworks show out in Lake St. Clair off of Metro Beach. It's going to be broadcast. You really can't go to it. Um, and we pulled it off. And I, I just I can't say enough about our team, and I can't say enough about Ford and everybody that did that. And you know, so that is one of the products that the parade company owns and operates, of course, along with the parade. And then the S3 Turkey Trot with Cindy Paskey and our thirteen to 15,000 runners and Hobnobble Gobble. And, um, again, I, I'm sorry I'm redundant, but I keep coming back. It's great people doing great things that help us do what we do. And, yeah, pivoting was tough, but um, you just have a will to get things done for the people and for our city. That's really where it's at. Yeah, as an athletic director, when the basketball season was concluding and we were at a Final Four or, or in a regional, uh, folks would ask, what do you do during the off season?" And there is no off season as an athletic director. There is no off season in leading um, the parade company. I'd like you to take me through a year, very briefly, on what goes on 365 days and then tell me about the moment and in the mind of Tony Michaels, right before the parade launches or right before the first firework is shot into the sky? Oh, boy. Um, Okay, we'll start with the Tuesday after the parade. Uh, We have a huge meeting. I'm not a lessons learned. Yeah, of course you learn from what went right, what went wrong, but I'm about tomorrow. And, And how do you innovate? How do you make it even better than what you just did? 
We literally crank it up that week because we have so many sponsors. We put on so many things. So we're off and running from that point, making calls. Our float contracts, Mark, are three years. So some of those are up. Some of them have two years, one year left on them. So we have to, you know, re-up and find new sponsors and keep that going uh, with companies like a DTE who's well there for us for everything. Um, and we just have to keep the ball rolling now. And you may have gotten in your mail. The letter came out at the Fire Ford Fireworks on June 26th. We have our fundraiser, you know, up on the uh, center garage there next to the Renfen. That is all being planned out. We're setting our safety summit meetings with DPD, border, uh, border security, Homeland, Coast Guard, getting those meetings set for that June 26th. Tony Michaels is working on the music, and then it'll be choreographed with our uh, fireworks supplier, which we're talking to two groups right now as far as the fireworks themselves. Now, you know, you've got also Turkey Trot. And our team working on that with Megan and so on. And so you just keep every ball going at all times, knowing that there's going to be a day when it's there. And um, those are really big moments. And there's a lot of anxiety. Um, I can tell you with the fireworks, my most nervous moment is when we hit the button. <laughs> and hoping that San Diego never happens in Detroit when everything went off in 10 seconds. Uh, with the parade, there are so many moving parts. And, Mark, I don't know if you know this, but just that morning alone, we had 80 interviews set up for sponsors throughout the area of the parade itself, 80. So we're moving people everywhere. Um, so many floats, 2,000 volunteers, uh, if I'm rambling, just stop me. But there's just a lot going on, but it's all worth it for our great No, there, there are so really many events is. that go on, so many events that go on that, that morning of the Thanksgiving Day Parade. And a real quick, quick answer here. Tell me when you're talking to someone that's not from Detroit, what's your what? elevator speech about our city? My elevator, uh, the, our city, my elevator speech is try us on for size. Try us on. Because I choose Detroit. That's my line. I've used it in the jazz fest. And uh, that's the way it's got to be. JR Sunday with Mark Hollis airs every Sunday from 8 to 10 a.m. I'm Ann Thomas. Thanks for listening to Opportunity Detroit and enjoy the rest of your weekend.